0: I'm going to just read from Luke chapter 1, starting from verse 34 to 38. let give you some brief thoughts before we... Luke chapter 1, starting from verse 34 to verse 38. Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. Pray with me for a moment. Father, we want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you for friends and family. We want to thank you for each other. We want to thank you for the gift of joy and laughter and life that we feel here. We pray that you will speak to us through your scriptures, through the word, and we pray that our hearts will be open to receive that. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you briefly about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the power of God. The Holy Spirit is not the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If you will make the Holy Spirit into a power and a presence, then you forget that He is a person and you don't get to know Him. The Holy Spirit is not the power of God. The Holy Spirit is not the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is God. It's a mystery, 3 in 1 and 1 in 3, God the Holy Spirit. An angel is having a conversation with a lady called Mary, and the angel says to Mary, you're going to be pregnant. She goes, "How's that going to be? I'm I'm, I'm a virgin." And the angel's answer is this: "The Holy Spirit verse 35 will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the holy one to be born will be called the son of god i want to just give us maybe a few christmas presents on knowing the holy spirit that will hopefully help you in your life today and in the life to come for many many years it had been prophesied predicted projected that the virgin was going to be with child, that there was going to be a day when Jesus was going to be born as a son of a virgin. And Mary says, how is this going to be? He says, well, the answer is this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Number one, the Holy Spirit is the agent on earth that is responsible for making your prophecies come true. The Holy Spirit is God's agent on earth that will help All the prophecies and the promises of your life come true. How many of you have got frustrated trying to make the promises of God come true in your life in your own strength? You think, God, when is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? If only I had ABCD, if only I had this and that, if only I had this person who liked me, and this contact, and this recommendation, and this help here, all the things that God has said for me will come to pass. There is good news for you here today. God doesn't need your help. And the Holy Spirit is able to do even the most impossible things. And so today, if you are here and you've got promises and prophecies in your life and you've written journal after journal after journal, can I say this to you? God is infinitely more interested in fulfilling them through the presence and the power and the person of the Holy Spirit than you will ever be. The Holy Spirit is is what makes prophecies come to reality. Secondly, the Holy Spirit is still in the business of interrupting science, interrupting the norm, interrupting what is known as normal. Nothing is wrong with science, I honor science. But there are times when you stand before things And your projections don't work, your economics doesn't work, your budgets don't work, your science doesn't work, your health has failed you, and all the systems and structures of the world on how it normally should happen doesn't work. When impossibility is in front of you, the Holy Spirit is still in the business of interrupting the norm and producing a miracle that is outside the box. And I'm gonna believe that this Christmas season, God will give you a miracle that's outside the box outside the norm, outside the way it's usually done because the Holy Spirit is still able to come and disrupt the status quo and release something in your life that you think, How on earth is that possible? There are certain people sitting here thinking, God, I have a dream and a desire for the future. It's a good dream. It's a good desire. I would like A, B, C, D, but I have no idea how it's going to happen. Maybe God's word to you this morning is this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And as a result of that, that which is impossible will bow its knee to the third person of the Trinity, God, the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. So that's what he does. Here's my last thing I want to share before I close. How is it that the Holy Spirit wants you to respond back? How is it that the Holy Spirit wants you to respond back? We've been looking at the TV and looking at hundreds and thousands of parcels being delivered over this Christmas time because people have ordered stuff online and the post office is busy and Amazon is busy and all sorts of people are busy because they're trying to deliver parcels. How many of you ever had an experience where the seller says, we've already sent it, but it hasn't turned up at your house yet? From their perspective, it's been sent, but from your perspective, it hasn't been received. Can I just say to you, God is love. God doesn't have love. God is love. And he has love for you. But it's one thing for him to send it. It's another thing for you to receive it. And sometimes we don't receive what he has sent and then blame God and say it's not working. There's something wrong. Perhaps God is evil. Maybe it's not God's will to prosper me, to heal me. Maybe it's God's will to teach me a lesson. Maybe God is teaching me something through this. Please don't say that. I have a five-year-old son. Can you imagine me as a dad? I say to him one day, do you know what? I love him. I really love him. But here's what I want to do. Because I want to teach him what love is, I'll actually hand him over to somebody to abuse him so that he can learn that I am love." Would I do that? I'd never do that. You'd call the social services on me. Yet some of us, when we go through hard times, do you know what we say? God's teaching me something. Why would a good God want to take you through trouble to teach you? You don't even attribute that to a human being being good. Yet God, who is perfectly good, does not need evil to teach you. God does not need evil to teach you. He can teach you with love. Mary has this answer, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Some of us who've been in church, maybe we've heard the word Holy Spirit. Can I just remind you at that time, Mary had never heard this word before. The Holy Spirit had never existed. It was the law. It was God. Now and then we would hear about the Spirit that came on people. She'd never heard the word Holy Spirit. Look at her response. She says, I am the servant of the Lord. Verse 38. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed her. The Holy Spirit has good things for you. It's been released. Here's how you receive it. Say yes. Say yes. God is not asking for your how. He's asking for your yes. God is not asking for your when. He's asking for your yes. He's not asking for your please explain it to me. He's asking for your yes. He's not asking for your explanation. He's asking for your surrender. He's not asking for your mental faculty to catch up with everything he's doing. He's asking you to yield to whatever he's doing. This makes absolutely no sense to me. You're a virgin. You're going to be a child. The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And you're going to have the child of God. And he's going to be holy. Mary goes, okay. Let it be to me whatever you've said. God can do a lot with people who have a yes heart. And God's plan sometimes is really frustrated with people who don't have a yes heart, but they want to have an explanation. How is that going to be? When is that going to be? How is it going to happen? What's it going to cost me? Am I going to find room at the inn? Am I not going to find room at the inn? Which way are we going to go? And sometimes when we give him all of our objections as to things that he's doing that we don't understand, we frustrate the plan of God. We limit the potential of God. And at that time, we can't blame God and say, he's not good. He's always releasing. The question today is, are you receiving? He's always giving. The question today is, are you receiving? He's always sharing. The question today is, are you receiving? From God, How many of you would like this year coming to be a year where you receive from God? Because you know God is loving. You know God is caring. You know God is giving. You know God has got good plans. You know God has got good thoughts. Here's the starting point. Give up the right to yourself and give him your yes. Either you're in control of your life or God is, but it can't be both. Either you're in charge or God is, but it can't be both. Either you have it your way or God's way, but it can't be both. And you might be facing a moment in your life where you're thinking, God, what's next? What does the future look like? I've got promises, but they don't make sense. I've got prophecies, but I have no idea how they're going to be fulfilled. He's not asking you to work it out. He's asking you for your yes. Yes, Lord. If that's what you want, I yield. I surrender. That's you. If that's you, I say yes. I say yes. Surrendering is your mind saying, I'll have it your way, not my way. Surrendering is where you say, God, I trust your plans, not my plans. Surrendering is when you say, God, I know you're good and I'm not going to build my life on my goodness. So how do you know this is possible? How do you know you're making progress in saying yes? How do you know you're actually moving forward in saying yes to God? Jesus, when he was speaking, he gave up with this example that's really easy for us to test whether we are on the receiving end of love. I'm going to throw a few words out, and I'm going to give you one word that explains all these words. Everyone say giving. Say sharing. Say forgiving. Say receiving. Say obeying. Do you know what's the one word that covers all these words? It's the word love. 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 Love is sharing. Love is caring. Love is receiving. Love is forgiving. Love is obeying. And God said this. Jesus said this. If you cannot love the person you see, you can never love the God you do not see. Let me say that and break it down. If you cannot share with the people that you see, don't think you can share with a God you cannot see. Let me tell you another one. If you cannot obey the people you see, you can never obey the person you cannot see. Some people say, I love obeying God. It's just people with authority I have a problem with. You're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. Jesus said it's impossible. 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 It is impossible for you to love a God you cannot see. If you can't love the person that's in front of you that you can't see. If you cannot forgive the person you can see, you can never receive forgiveness from the person you cannot see. And so that's how you know you're making progress with God. Just watch your relationships. How are you with people in authority? How are you as a wife when you connect to your husband? How are you as a husband with your wife? How are you as children with parents? How are you as parents with children? How are you with your leaders, your pastors, and those in authority? Because you can fool yourself to say, I love God, it's just people I have a problem with. I love God, it's just the church I have a problem with. I love the presence of God, it's just people in church I have an issue with. You're fooling yourself. You don't love God. Not my words, Jesus' words. Not my words, Jesus' words. If you cannot love, obey, serve, give to the people you can see, you can never do it to a God you cannot see. So my encouragement to you this Christmas time is allow the Holy Spirit to do the impossible in your life. Give him your yes. Obey the people in your world. Love the people in your world. Give to the people in your world. Share with the people in your world. Do one kind deed this Christmas to a person you've never done before. Think about somebody other than your own friends and family. Pray for your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you, Jesus said. Go the extra mile and do something for somebody that doesn't like you. That's how you know you're making progress. Because you cannot do that with God if you're not making progress with people. So all of you experts who say, I love God. It's just the church I have a problem with. I hate to burst your bubble. You don't love Jesus. Not my words. Jesus' words. Jesus' words. Give him your yes this Christmas. Give him your surrender this Christmas. and Say, God, I don't understand it, but I truly believe you are more responsible in fulfilling the promises over my life than I am. You're more interested in fulfilling the prophecies over my life than I am. And you're still in the business of disturbing the status quo, disturbing the norm, and bringing a miracle that I don't even deserve. I can't even believe how it's going to happen. How is that going to happen? By giving God your yes. And God, by the way, is not this invisible creature. It's by how you treat the person next to you. It's by obeying the people in your life. It's by serving the people in your life. So come out of the illusion that it's all about you and God. No, it's about how you treat people. It's about whether you pray for your enemies. It's whether you forgive. It's whether you obey. It's whether you serve. Because that is the measure Of whether you are giving your yes to Jesus. Your yes to the Holy Spirit. And just imagine what could God do in your life. If you gave him your yes this Christmas. Say God I don't understand it but you have my yes. I don't understand your plan but you have my yes. I don't understand how this is going to happen but you have my yes. I don't understand it but you have my yes. And this Christmas I'm taking a new decision to renew my commitment to the church here's another one i love spending time with god just don't like spending time in the church heard that one because it's me the father the son and the holy spirit by the bedside and we just spend time together nothing wrong with it but don't fool yourself to think that is a measure of your love for god god says you can test your love for god by how you are with people that you can see Why don't we believe that this is going to be a year of the impossibilities? Come on, the impossibilities in your life have to bow its knees to Jesus. You've got to come through with stories you've never had before, miracles you've never had before. I don't know how. I don't have an explanation. The only explanation I have is this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And when you give your yes to Jesus, impossibilities become possibilities. Things that we cannot explain become explainable. The status quo is disturbed and out of the box miracles start to happen. It is possible in your life. Believe it. Give Him your yes. Yield to Him.